The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 70, Monday, May 14th, 2007. I had, I had intended to do a skit involving Imus, and then the dummy went and got fired. Well, it's the paunch luck. It is. Don Imus. Imus. Irish in the morning. Irish in the morning. Yeah, he's he's fired. I know. Ridiculous. It's over. <clears throat> he um yes he uh, in uh, insulted and uh, whatever uh, the uh, uh, women's basketball team of my alma mater, Rutgers uh, University, and of course in all the backlash, uh, uh, Imus wound up getting fired. I mean, yeah, you can't defend what he said. It was <clears throat> totally ridiculous and out of line. Um, should he have been fired for it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't listened to Imus in a long time. Well, who has? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Once in a while, um, uh, if I was like, for some reason, if I was up early, I would I would watch his, uh, the, the, the show on MSNBC, which, frankly... Look like uh, the Muppet Show because <laughs> these guys are all like decrepit looking. But though everybody in radio is decrepit looking, but you know, I, I felt bad because uh, I, you know, I do like Imus. It's funny and uh, show is funny. You know, he had guys on there really like Rob Bartlett, uh, who did a lot of the skits on the show. Is just hilarious, and uh, you know, and that stuff. And you know, I mean, I think it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, when when he's out and then you know like. Idiots like Rush Limbaugh are allowed to just spew whatever they want. Um, yeah. Well, there's talk that eventually Don Imus will will end up with a show on one of the satellite services. You know, I I, I doubt it, uh, only because um, uh, the guy that's ahead of Sirius, uh, Mel Carmazin, who was previously with the Viacom, I think, and CBS, is friends with the Imus. However, the problem is serious. Uh, the the you know, the big guy there is Howard Stern, right? And those two do not get along. Uh, <laughs> so I would doubt. I, I doubt that that would ever come to pass. I mean, it could. Now on the other side, XM Imus actually was a very very big supporter of the Opie and Anthony show. So that might you know maybe that you know he could get on there. I don't know. Uh, I think he's prob. I mean, if you ask me, I think he's just going to retire. I think they should have gotten rid of that guy, Bernard McGurk, that's on that The Ima Show a long time. I mean, the guy's a racist. He says racist things all the time, and you know, everybody like laughs at him and all. And you know, they're insulated. They don't realize, you know, that they're, you know, what they're saying. And you know, it, it's 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 just unfortunate. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. So we talked about this is several uh, while ago. We talked about how uh, Wikipedia, which a lot of people use um, to find out stuff, you know, I, I I think I could just have said that line as Stuart Smalley. Oh no! You know, a lot of people use Wikipedia to find out about stuff <laughs> because I'm good enough. 
I'm strong enough, and by God, it people like me. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, so um, you know, and yeah, Wikipedia, and, the free online encyclopedia. Yes. And one time, I was looking up Pat Cooper, the comedian, and they wrote in there that he was dead. And we we found out he was no, he was not dead. Somebody was just wrote it in there because Wikipedia has no control of her. Well, that was episode 43 we mentioned that. Um, but it was all over the news a few, few months ago that Sinbad was dead. Yes, the comedian. Yes. I like Sinbad. Yes, but it turns out uh, there, there was a big hoax that somebody did on Wikipedia, and it was all over the news, and he, you know, he got a chuckle out of it and everything. Right. But, in fact, he is... You hear this? Help me! My God! This man's not dead! This man is not dead? He is not dead. Sinbad is not dead, although I wanted to kill him in my great movie, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, man. Boy. Yeah, so, um. Yeah, he had actually responded to that whole, uh. Yeah. Situation. Again, on Wikipedia. I'm getting this information. It says on March 10th, 2007, Sinbad's manager began receiving phone calls of condolence Ooh. because people kept hearing this rumor that Sinbad had died. Uh, hundreds contacted his managers and production studio, including Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Well, not, not that day. However, uh, Sinbad responded... You know, I wish people would have called me as much as they're calling now back when I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta die more often. <laughs> I think I'll go write a movie about this now. <laughs> oh, no. It can't be any worse than the movie where he's the, the like this, like, bum, and he winds up somehow pretending to be this, like, long-lost uh, dentist that this guy's family knew in college. It, it was... Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, God. Oh. I don't even want to think about it. So anyway, Sinbad is not dead. He is right. perfectly alive and looking for work. I don't know if you've seen these. I've been seeing these commercials on TV for Dairy Queen. DQ, they call it. Now, as far as I knew, Dairy Queen is like this ice cream parlor, like a Baskin Robbins or whatever. It's seasonal in many places, not open in the winter. Yeah, well, obviously it is, because on the commercial, they were, ad they were not advertising ice cream. They were advertising the Dairy Queen barbecue chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? Hey, you've uh, got to diversify. What are they, like some second-rate Burger King now? Uh, it's like Starbucks. You know, they just sell everything there. Man, I just I, that was so weird to me. I know, it doesn't make any sense. How good could a barbecued chicken sandwich be from an ice cream parlor? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. 
So I have a bunch of celebrity deaths. We got a little bit behind. Well, February 8th, 2007, we had 39 years old Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith! March 9th, 2007, 55 years old, the lead singer of the band Boston, Brad Delp. Yes, Brad Delp! Then the next day, March 10th, 2007, 49 years old, killed himself, the comedian Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny. Actually, uh, uh, Richard Jenny, the Planipus Man. What's that? He had a TV show called The Platypus Man. Never heard of it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I, I felt, you know, obviously I felt bad that Richard Jenny killed himself. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the comics came out and said, oh, he was a genius and all. And, you know, I remember as a kid even watching uh, like a Richard Jenny uh, comedy special like in 1992. And just I remember watching it and just saying to myself, I do not find anything this guy says funny. But they're going to also Brad Delp from Boston also. uh Suicide. And, uh, you know, then they, they started to go back and forth. They, the family blamed the other people in Boston <laughs> that he was depressed. He was definitely depressed. Yeah, but it's unfortunate. Um, you know, part of the problem with Boston was they had this great run in the late 70s. And I, I forget the guy. Maybe you could look him up, the, uh, the guitarist name. And this guy is a complete and utter jerk. Yeah. I mean, he, he thinks he's like, the greatest musician of all time because he was in Boston. And in reality, there were other original members of Boston, including Brad Delp, who were just as important as this guy. But a bit, you know, over the years, this guy like took control, kicks everybody else out. And it, it's very similar to like, like with journey, um, Neil Sean uh, of journey, who is basically the only original member left of journey because the rest of the people hate him. <laughs> You know, and it happens all the time. These guys that, you know, they were an integral part of the band. There's no question about it, but they were not the band. You know, like they weren't, you know, without certain guys, they were nothing. You know, like Journey, for example, without Steve Perry, nobody wants to hear Journey. (laughs) Right. That's the, you know, that's it. But anyway, Brad Delp, one of the great uh, rock and roll, uh, uh, classic rock voices. Uh, of all time, and I would just say that if I could have a singing voice, um, which unfortunately I really don't, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind having Brad Delps. I mean, very good voice, and uh, Boston, uh, very good songs. Yes. So next, we have April 11th, 2007, 84 years old, cause of death, a fall author kurt vonnegut jr yes breakfast of champions slaughterhouse five etc etc dead he was in uh, uh, back to school with ronnie dangerfield for about a split second and then a couple days later you had um april 14th 2007 76 years old heart failure don ho mm. tiny bubbles Yes, the Hawaiian singer and entertainer. Another guy whose appeal I never understood. Uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett. 
I, I just don't understand the appeal of these guys. Then about a week later, April 23rd, 2007, 76 years old, died of heart failure. Boris Yeltsin. Oh, Boris. Former president of Russia. Mm hmm. And, you know, I guess maybe this is Paunch curse. I don't know. Paunch luck. But of course, we, we played all those horrendous rap songs <laughs> as sung by, quote, DJ Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, 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 the DJ Boris Yeltsin. Yes. So in honor of Boris Yeltsin, we will have one last performance by DJ Boris Yeltsin. But this time, it's actually featuring Iron Mike Tyson. So uh, without further ado, uh, I believe this song is Everybody's Laughing at Me. Yeah, well, I'll finish the list real quick, and then we'll play the song and finish up the episode. Yes. Uh, Boris Yeltsin, and then last one for this episode, died April 25th, 2007, 69 years old, died of cancer, Bobby Boris Pickett. You're probably wondering who that is. <laughs> I am. He did the Graveyard Smash, the Monster Mash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. <laughs> the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Wahoo. Yes. <laughs> it's from 1962. Mm. That was him. Yeah, so now, DJ Boris Yeltsin. Yes. And Mike Tyson. He wasn't home, so I called up Darian to my surprise. He was laughing right at me, right before my eyes. And that white, I don't eat people every night, right? So, what is it with you? Might it be my shoes? I think they're alright. Don't make me wanna fight you, go fly and hide you. Why everybody, why everybody was laughing at me? Why everybody, why everybody was laughing at me? Why everybody, why everybody was laughing at me? I crumbled into a bar, I shot some hoops, and I went to the mall. I really thought I was dressed okay, but everyone was still laughing at me anyway. I was taking the bath when I looked down at the water. It was so dirty, it reminds me of my daughter. I stood up, dried off, and laid me down to bed, but the laughter wouldn't stop. It was stuck inside my head. Why everybody was, why everybody was laughing at me? Why everybody was, why everybody was laughing at me? Why everybody was, why everybody was laughing at me?
next our old friend Nicolas Cage. He went to this guy who was supposed to be some expert on classic cars. I think it was a Rolls Royce. I don't even know. But it was worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. And he went through this this guy who was like this intermediary. And it turns out the guy was like a con artist. And um, basically con Nicolas Cage out of all this money. No. So they, you know, they found the guy, whatever, brought him into the court case and charged him with all this fraud and whatever. And, uh, you know, so, th so that happened in Nicolas Cage. And I'm wondering what happened during that court case. <laughs> Mr. Cage, tell us in your own words how exactly you were duped into spending all your money on these fake classic cars. You know, what happened was I went to this guy. I thought he was legitimate. He was ill-legitimate, okay? And I said, you know, Lex Luthor, you better give me my money back now, Lex Luthor, okay? Isn't it true you were supposed to play Superman in a Superman movie directed by Tim Burton? You know... I was going to do that, but what happened was they didn't quite understand the fact that I wanted to call every character in the movie Lex Luthor because I love the way that the words came out of my mouth. So they didn't, they weren't really happy about that. And so I just want to come here and get the money back that I'm owed for that car. I want my money, Lex Luthor. Okay, no, I, I, I just, I just want it back. All right. <laughs> Isn't it also true you're playing Liberace in an upcoming movie? I'm feeling, I'm feeling really spaced out now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that Liberace, <laughs> oh no, movie we talked about that. We talked about that in episode sixty-one. Yeah. And I put a picture of Nicolas Cage as Liberace up in our Hall of Lame. If you go to PaunchStevenson.com and click on Hall of Lame, it's hilarious. I don't know how he's going to pull that off. but um, Speaking of uh, uh, Lex Luthor and Superman, I, I read recently that the scientists have found the element kryptonite. <laughs> Wait, is this the same scientist who claimed that human beings will live to a thousand? <laughs> no, it wasn't that nitwit. These are real scientists, and um, apparently, what they, what they, why they say they found kryptonite, and this is why it's so stupid. What it turns out is, in the first Superman movie with uh, Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman, on in the movie, I think there was some kind of press conference. And they had a, and there was like a glass case with kryptonite in it. And, and it said like the mineral name for it, you know, like the scientific name. Right. I forget what it was called. And so they found an element that had all of those, like, you know, a mineral, I'm sorry, a mineral that had all those compounds in it. So, of course, these doofus scientists, oh, it's kryptonite. <laughs> Simply because it had the same, you know, compounds in it. That a movie made up. Yeah, it was uh, Jaderite. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Yeah. It was found in Siberia. Uh, <laughs> we found, found kryptonite in Siberia. 
We will use it for Mother Russia. Yes. And then, of course, uh, another one of our friends, John Voigt. John Voigt. Midnight Cowboy. And Zoolander. Wait a minute. John Voigt, who's been in so many good movies, and you have to mention, you know, he's been in uh, uh, The Rainmaker, Enemy of the State. He was also in Deliverance. And you have to mention Midnight Cowboy and Zoolander. Well, Midnight Cowboy is a highly rated movie. Uh, well, Zoolander's not. <laughs> All right, Seinfeld. Okay. Where he bit George in the arm. George thought he bought John Voight's car. Oh. It turned out it was a different John Voight. Uh, anyway. So John Voight, who of course is estranged from his daughter Angelina Jolie because he Every time people ask about her in public, he says that she's a psycho yeah. and needs mental help. Well, she is. And then refers her to Tom Cruise, so that, that doesn't help. Uh, Tom, this is John Voigt. My daughter, Angelina Jolie, is completely insane. I need your help. Help me help you. Help me help you. Help me help you. So John Voigt says that he is absolutely sure that we're going to get hit with another terrorist attack any minute now. How does he know? He just, he, he doesn't know. He's simply a concerned citizen that wants to give everyone a due warning. Yeah, so that, what happens is so that if there is a terrorist attack, and we don't want that to happen, that he, you know, he won't, uh, people won't get mad when he says, I told you so. You know, when he comes out and says, I told you, people, I did not want this to happen like this, people. Hey, hey, Mateo, turn on the boat, Mateo. <laughs> anaconda. Yes, Anaconda. Awful. Didn't he get eaten by the snake at one point? He got swallowed by the snake and then regurgitated, and he was covered in yellow slime, and everybody thought he was dead, but then it shows one eye, like, winking. <laughs> it's terrible. What about John Travolta? Oh, God. Well, I sent you that picture, right, where he's in this movie uh, from the Broadway play Hairspray, and he's dressed up as a woman. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in July 2007. Yeah, he, is, he is a mess. No, but he's like he's in this fat suit and dressed as a woman. I don't think he's in a fat suit. <laughs> That's just him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when he started doing this, but whenever he speaks, he doesn't open his teeth. <laughs> he doesn't open his mouth. He just talks through his teeth. Eh. Why? I don't know. I think his mouth, his head just like swelled too much. <laughs> Can't open his mouth. <laughs> In episode 16, we talked about a website, poopreport.com. And the guy who runs the website just came out with a new book called Poop Culture. And it's in bookstores, so check that out. His name is Dave Prager, and we are interviewing him in next week's episode number 71. So make sure you listen, and see you next week. I told you, people, I did not want this to happen like this, people.